Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, just before we get started, this is a conspiracy, paranormal, and true crime podcast. The nature of this podcast is gory, unsettling, and definitely vulgar. And we curse a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So be advised. So we're just two idiots with a mic. And look, I know this is not normal for, like, a warning, but hey, it's Morgan and Taylor from the future. Hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah. We wanted to let you guys know that we are back up on YouTube. Hell yeah. Go to the YouTube because this one is going to be very essential for YouTube. It's imperative imperative that you actually follow along with video like you have to and, and you'll see why yeah you'll understand why here in a little bit but that's all that we had to say enjoy the episode we love you love ya Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is episode 99. But we have something a little special for you yeah, guys Yeah, of course today. we do. You know we have For to. our episode 99, we titled it 99 Problems But, but a Ghost Ain't, ain't one. one. And we are joined here today with two ghost specialists. Literally. I would call them. Our paranormal investigator girly pops. From Two Girls, One Ghost podcast, we have Sabrina and Corinne. Wow, so you guys up? made us sound very uh, professional. <laughs> ghosts are not experts you, yeah, at all. I think we're just the fan base of the spirit world, yeah. but not experts at <laughs> well, all. Well, we yeah. call her our creepy specialist and, and me a crime specialist. Do we have any degrees or certifications? <laughs> no shot. Self-proclaimed. You know what? So exactly. If you it, then other people will too. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you guys started. What started off your paranormal journey? Okay, well, our our story is similar to to you guys. We just wanted to keep in touch post-college. I moved away. We went to school in Los Angeles, and that's where we met. And on the first day, oh, we were theater majors. We were. Oh, <laughs> neither spicy. of us are actors now. But no, we were like. But Corinne was at least a that. good actress, and I recently was told by my my uh, father that I was not good. And I was like, well, I was <laughs> like, not. Why good. didn't you tell me? Why, why didn't let you me know, Dad? <laughs> yeah, before I invested actually, tons of money. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like it was very serendipitous, though, that we met in college Mm -hmm. because I actually never applied to be a theater major. Oh. Oh, really? I slipped through the... Yeah. You were supposed to audition. Oh, I didn't audition. We went to Loyola Marymount University. Uh I swear we we were supposed to, like, audition. Somehow, you and I... Yeah, no, I was trying to... I don't even know what I put as, my first choice for major. (laughs) I switched out after six months because I was like, I don't know why I'm a theater major. But anyway, they put me in theater, and I was like, okay. And we (laughs) met the first... First... uh, Friday. 
Friday of classes. Yeah. You know, it was like the classic. You go around the, the circle and like say something interesting. And I was like, I grew up in a haunted house. <laughs> and then Sabrina was like, oh, my God. Okay, but can I tell <laughs> you so, what my fun fact was? Because it's so like lame. Like I need to come up with a more interesting fun fact. Because I was like, I can wiggle my ears. Oh. <laughs> My fun fact was always that I have fake teeth and then I would proceed to pull out my fake teeth. So that's mortifying. <laughs> no. That's why would I do that to myself? Why would I do about? that? That's amazing. I don't have can, them anymore. They're permanent She now. can't pull oh. them out anymore. I was going to say, that's a Patreon special, right? It was It was <laughs> a party <laughs> trick. It was a party yeah, trick at all the bars. Which teeth? Uh, like my two friends. Like, that's what I looked like. It was ridiculous, okay? This, was this a mortifying. sports injury or something? Why no, you, just genetic. Genetic. I lost wow. my baby teeth and I never had any adult teeth that came in. So one time oh we, my were God. Actually, <laughs> we were both, we were in the same sorority and we were both at this um, date party or something, mixer. I don't know what it was. Was it a formal? I don't think it was a formal. It wasn't it Cream was, Rose. It was at like, Studio X oh. and <laughs> I swallowed my tooth. It was, came loose. Denim. And oh, I swallowed ooh. my tooth and I had oh, to walk God. around the rest of the mixer without a tooth she in my it. mouth. Oh, and <laughs> I was on everybody's, everybody's Snapchat story. I, I was, wish I could find the picture for you guys I right was now. everywhere. I have Corinne, no idea. Well, you, have, you have your teeth now. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. great. <laughs> Corinne, you said that your fun fact was that you grew up in a haunted house. So tell, tell us, us about 99 it. problems, but <laughs> ghosts are definitely a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. the ghosts, ghosts are the absolutely of the episode. Yeah. We have plenty of them here, though, yes. so they don't have to worry about. It's not BYOG. Like we've got plenty of ghosts we got for plenty. you today, guys. Yeah, and, yeah. and to be honest, well, we have like our listeners have become haunted because of our podcast. So oh we will give ghosts to you all. Don't worry. For free. Unintentionally. Buy one, get one. Little STD over here. Two girls. Oh. It Give follows it to everybody. you everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's you get a ghost. You get a ghost. Everyone gets a ghost. That's hilarious. No, we've it's had people. But... We've had people write in about P the doll. She fucked some of our people. Like, um, we're talking like tons and tons of flies in cabinets when he opened it. <gasps> Ew. No. Yeah, oh swarming him. We had like another one that a uh, like a bean walked past the living room. It was Sarah. I'm sorry. I thought you just said bean, like B-E-A-N. Yeah, bean. I thought not bean. too. I was like, a little oh, bean. That's cool. <laughs> like a bean ghost. A walking bean. The walking bean. Yeah. A big giant kidney bean. <laughs> it's the new cryptid. It's the walking the new bean. Cryptid. Oh my god, yeah, it's so cute. I can see it already. It's really cute. It has like a little face and like little just arms. Just little and, like, legs. Yeah, but like, I wanted like to have fuzzy in. eyebrows. Yeah, oh, like so grandpa, cute. grandpa, like, like Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a Mr. Bo- Potato Head, but it's a cryptid. Ki- yeah, bean. perfect. But crypt- cryptid bean. Fine, um, <laughs> trademark that right now, somebody, because uh, we're Damn. gonna have to do some collabed uh, merch on that shit right now. Yes. I know the little <laughs> cryptid beans. So tell us about your haunted house, Corinne. So the house that I spent the majority of my childhood in is located in Vermont, and it is haunted. My parents built it, oh. so there's no like who was there before. We know the family who owned the farmland that they sold to the developers. And the family had this land, which was farmland, in their family for like 100 plus years. So we have no idea. Well, I mean, like Sabrina said, it might just be the fam- of my family. There's something open and like things come and go. But you guys I also say, collect antiques. There was um, red flags. Yes, my parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> red flags. I know. I have a few around here. I gave my parents such a hard time about it growing up. I was like, these are so freaking creepy. Free and ticket. I'm obsessed with antiques. <laughs> and now I I started collecting antiques them. Antiques so are BYOG. 
Literally. Oh, 100%. <laughs> a state sale? Dabbling. Yes. It, yes. You're well, my rule with collecting antiques is that you have to really, really love whatever you're buying so, so much and just be so completely filled with joy that it's in your life because should there be a spirit associated with it, my hope <clears> is that like my new love and passion for this item will appease the spirit and they'll be like oh it's fine it's like fine. i don't haunt her she will keep her yeah, she but deserves if I, this one but if i was a spirit that it was attached to an antique and someone else tried to love my thing more than i loved it i'd be like no you don't you think so oh, well, you think you can now but scared. no you can't honestly no. um no you don't and i'm gonna prove it to you while you're sleeping so yeah exactly oh <laughs> That's okay, well, yeah, so the the house that I grew up in, there's so much activity, but it comes in waves. So there will be like a few months where nonstop, like if you spend three hours in the house, you'll experience something, hear something, see something. Shut up. But then it will go silent for a few months. But we have had a lot of people. I mean, my family is like, now they don't really have a choice because we have a ghost podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. They, they're kind of like forced into admitting things. But growing up, they never advertised like our house is haunted. They didn't. They felt weird about it. Yeah. And podcasts weren't a thing. Like, you know, most TV shows, it was a scary thing. And it was really ostracizing for people who experienced the yeah. paranormal. So we didn't say anything, but many many people had their first ever paranormal experience in my childhood home also what's <laughs> yeah. up with like the northeastern area like there's so i know it's because that's where everybody came sabrina, sabrina where are you from i'm from new jersey originally so mm, i okay. also grew up in a haunted house where i was the first or my family was the first to live there and my sister was um i say questionably but like there's no question about it she was possessed as a uh, six-year-old <laughs> What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, well, how'd that go? Well, you don't have to say it because it's obviously very <laughs> well, sensitive. Right? How'd that go? She's um, she's no, no, no. We've now. talked about it plenty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, is she okay? Uh, she's no longer possessed um, that we know of. No, no, no. She's great. Um, she hates when I talk about it. Okay, but okay, sister. We'll let we'll we bring, let, let it be. We bring it up like every other month, though. It's yeah. Fine. We moved into this house, and when I was four, I started having this reoccurring nightmare that this thing mm -hmm. spirit wanted me to follow it to my sister's room and oh, i would God. go to my sister's room and i'd see these black and white orbs fighting over her no oh immediately oh, and i no. had this for a really long time fast forward to like college graduation my dad and i are having a conversation about reincurring nightmares and i tell him this nightmare and he drops me off at a po college party like you know nonchalant whatever and then he texts me and he goes hey we need to talk tomorrow something you said tonight <gasps> happened in real life and I was like, excuse me? Like, you can't drop me off. And no, like, come send me on my way. Pick me up way. from the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he, like, the next day goes on to tell me that when we had first moved into this house in New Jersey, he had, like, fallen asleep on the couch one night and woke up to a sound. And he thought okay. maybe it was just a TV. So he turns the TV off. It's, like, past midnight. He's going around the house, like, making sure all the doors are locked, all the windows are closed. Starts turning the lights off and, like, starts going upstairs. And he's like, the second he starts going up the stairs, he had that feeling of an intruder. And he starts going up the stairs, and he's like, you know, I'm sleeping, so and my mom's sleeping, so he's like going to check on all of us. And then he starts going towards my sister's room, and he said like all of the air was like getting sucked out of the room. He started getting really, really cold. He reached for the door what? handle, like every instinct was telling him to run. But of course like his daughter is in there so he opens <laughs> like the right you're like heart soul and blood yeah. and tears is literally <laughs> yeah, in that exactly. room <laughs> so he opens the door and he starts to take a step in and my sister who's sleeping in bed like opens her mouth and in a deep guttural voice says get out 
my fuck. Wait, I forgot. Okay, that's fucking horrifying. But Sabrina, I forgot that you have a demonic voice. I remember yes. that on the true uh, on the on Great the- Minds of True Crime show. I we also have one. I oh, oh my Morgan God. has one. It's a newly found one. Wait, Go I want to hear it. it. Wait, it's not that good. So, I can't do so it on spot. It originated in a creepy account episode. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. there was... <laughs> poor Molly. Poor, uh, I poor think about Molly, Molly every day. I kind day. of like really like made her relive her traumatic experience. <laughs> so we read her creepy account. And then I was like, I mean, you're just in this elevator shaft. She lived in this old like... It was an old funeral building with an elevator shaft And in she it. was like stuck in the elevator shaft. And you, this happened a lot. But her dad would always come in and out and like, you know... Oh my God. Press the button from the outside. Well... She was calling for her dad and she was a little girl and he wasn't coming. And she felt or she heard something crawl up the elevator shaft. Like, and then she and then she heard you shouldn't play in here. You shouldn't play in here. That's what it said. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. And that was so good. And then it and then she my heart just like pooped out. She gets out of the elevator shaft. And her dad's outside. Her dad's not in the house. How terrifying so anyway that's I, when i discovered I my demonic voice i had i chills. forgot that you had one oh but i God. felt like we yeah. also took away from your sister's possession that's crazy that she literally spoke with a demonic voice oh, yeah. yeah my the next she, day my family got the totally. house cleansed and then and then i think we think the the demon retreated to a closet in our basement because basements aren't scary enough we recorded virtually one time and mm. the, this was like early like i want to say episode 14 and morgan did like the scariest case this bitch has ever done <laughs> that episode when <laughs> like, i'm in this so house <laughs> right, when i'm and we recorded till like 3 a.m because we couldn't figure out the oh, obviously no. like here yeah i would never i'd be like forget it we're recording tomorrow <laughs> later no i cannot any time past midnight atrocious. i'm done no, it was atrocious we were we were on something different and oh so God. morgan and i like are done with the recording and we're just chatting on there while i'm editing and while we're like making sure that everything's going smoothly there's an attic right above our stu- our oh, old like. studio it's right across the hall from me and there's the, the attic entrance is right at the outside of our um of our door like one of those little like shafts the ones that comes down with the stairs yeah i don't like those ones. i hate those i hate those <laughs> i know that they who invented most that. houses so and the fact that you have to put your head first like, that's just <laughs> no, like that's that. where i draw the line yeah if i could do yeah, like a handstand no. go feet first that'd be cool but. yeah or if also, i could just the, the feeling in. of getting trapped in there like i feel like that is just setting yourself up for someone to come in and like close the ladder on you and you're not yeah. able to get out yeah trap you you're gonna okay, you're gonna go through the pink stuff because they're you know that's not a floor I right. loved being in the attic at my house, like at home. You're though. a psycho. Like, I know that's yeah. actually crazy. I'm like, we didn't have like a drop down staircase. So we would have to pull out. It was through my mom's closet and we would have to pull <laughs> out. Worse. I know, but anytime we needed like Christmas decorations, I'm like, yeah, I got it. Push me up there. And so I would be little the Narnia. First one, exactly. Like, I was in Narnia. Wow. And it was so that good. So Morgan, like, question though. Go ahead. Were you, was your house haunted growing up? I don't think so. I don't. Okay. I had, so that, had no experience. I feel like that's, yeah. that's like the naivety of someone who did not have ghosts in their home. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So that night, that night, we're, we're just chatting. I'm editing. We're literally on here like us. And it's dead silent. My husband's asleep. The cats are in there asleep with him. Like nobody. And yeah. this loud bang comes from the attic door. Like someone's pushing down on it. And it was so much that it Hell jarred it. No. And I, I saw Ooh. it like the, the, you know, it's always got a string. The string is swinging. Oh, my yeah. cat no. comes running in there. 
And she's like chirping, like standing up on the wall, chirping and scratching. And it scratches back. So I'm <gasps> screaming no! bloody murder <laughs> so to her. And she's like virtual, though. Yeah, we're yeah. virtual. So I'm, oh, I'm like, I only live like two oh, minutes away. Right. I'm like, come over here. Come over here. That's I'm not like, close enough, though, during this situation. No. Right. So she's like, go get Logan. I'm like, I'm not going under that because I would have to go under it to get oh, my to God. my husband. So I'm screaming across the house as loud as I can. He's not coming. He's not waking up. He will not wake up. He's not waking up. I finally get the courage to run in there, leaving Morgan. I'm like, Morgan, watch it. So I just turned. So I'm standing there staring at the swinging string on the attic. And it's still like scratching. And my husband's like, it's probably a raccoon. Don't worry about it. Nope. (laughs) It's not a raccoon. She just covered a demon. And you're telling me that it's a raccoon in my in my thing. So that night, I literally didn't sleep. I stayed up all night cleansing the house, meditating like all night long. She had to go to sleep eventually, but I was not I was not going to sleep. Yeah, no. Well, you saying that right now and and that you were screaming for your husband and he didn't hear you at first is reminding uh, me of and we talked about it when we were having our pre meeting before before chatting now Mm -hmm. about uh, an encounter that Sabrina and I had read I think it was our like encounters number four which is similar to the the creepy tales that you Mm -hmm. those episodes that you guys do too where people will email in we had a listener who was levitating out of their bed and woke up and felt the texture of the ceiling above them but thought that they were just in this weird like dream state and didn't realize until the following day when a neighbor came down and checked on them because they had been screaming and banging thinking it was a dream and then realized that they were actually levitating on the ceiling. Oh. But the being is they had their partner, his boyfriend was sleeping in bed next to him. And this guy was screaming. The neighbor above could hear, but his boyfriend Ugh. heard absolutely nothing. So oh it's making God. me think of, of that, Tay. Like maybe your like husband they had them in a trance couldn't or hear something. you. The demon was manipulating Your the reality, experience in the yeah. space. Yeah. Yes. And oh, isolating you from anyone in the house that could help you. Oh, I disgusting. Yeah, can't. Wait, have yeah. you guys seen all of those videos? I think they first started circulating a few years ago, but there's some woman in the UK who has a school of kids aged like six to 10 or something. And it's very Stranger Things-esque. All of the kids learn to see while completely blindfolded. And a lot of people have gone, like news anchors and p- investigative journalists will go and put on the same blinds and they're like oh my god i thought i thought for sure the kids could actually see what was going what? on somehow but they're what? complete blackout and the kids will just be like fully like laying on their backs like turned away with blindfolds and the woman will be like what color is this and they'll be like yellow and they'll be like what does it say on on the script and they'll be like it says what? teddy bear like they can see and all of these investigative journalists have also gone and like written things down as like a test basically and they they have no idea how I have never working, heard of that. And now like, I have I've never. Yeah, now you have to do that. You have to look it up. I also yeah. like, I mean, my first instinct when I heard that story was jealousy. Like, I wish. Yeah. Why, right? why wasn't I one of those? I'm immediately kids. pissed. Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like her whole purpose is like developing past like your how many senses do we have? Your six, six or five senses. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Six senses. sense. <laughs> so like she's like trying well, to develop I guess we like all your six sense. we do seven. so we have yeah. six yeah we, we have all six. have six here if you if you're not a, a six girl then i don't know what to tell you like <laughs> yeah get out the space <laughs> but no morgan i wonder if that is an extension of um the disaster you covered and the program the that the doctor yeah Aberfan. yeah have Aber- you guys ever heard of that it's like the Aberfan disaster premonitions it was this oh, like old 
old mining company or mining coal company or whatever it was mm-hmm. and it was out in somewhere in the Wales UK. maybe yeah. don't quote me on that crazy story basically kind of like a landslide like an avalanche but of like coal and, and like tar was coming down the mountain and like destroyed this village including like schools mm-hmm. and killing oh lots God. and lots of people it's like 160 people died. yeah like 162 oh. I think like yeah. 90% of them were children from like, like the um, elementary school mm-hmm. And That's over awful. like ninety people had premonitions and dreams that this was going to happen and told on that other people. day, and told other people and like got it Ugh. verified. So all of these like huge like research scientists from the UK were co- going there and like pulling these people out for interviews and like now they're studying like premonitions and like what that means for natural disasters. Well, Ending it's up like developing this whole program. It only lasted for like two years before the leader of the program died by premonitions. And these people, they'd call them their seers. They would send in these like earthquakes oh, over here God. or this plane's going to go down or this train's going to crash. Oh and God. every single thing was happening. And he had to document it for two years before he gave it to the um, royal family to like show them that premonitions are real. And right at the two year mark, like right before he he died, because one of his seers called him and said, like, do you drive a blue? They never met him. They were like, do you drive a blue car? And are you empty on gas? And he was like, yeah. And they were like you said to tell you when it was your time like your time's tomorrow and he died of a heart attack <gasps> yeah um anyways Sorry. you guys ready to hop into our story yeah, let's do this if you're driving oh. throw that shit on cruise control if you got a glass pour that shit up and let's get creepy I'm not going to lie. When the seasons change, my skin, hair, and even my nails change with it. Sometimes I'm super oily. Other times I am beyond dry. It's like my hair and nails are either growing at a rapid rate or not at all. Because of this, I am constantly changing my products and my routines. Searching for something new is overwhelming because there are so many options to choose from. And when it comes to skincare products that actually work, oh my God, stress overload. But luckily for us and you, our listeners, we have Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history. Then snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even back, chest, and butt acne. They treat breakouts from head to toe. My skincare goals are to reduce the dryness of my skin and the redness, and Apostrophe has been able to give me a specific curated treatment plan for doing just that and I've noticed a huge improvement on both of those areas of my face right me too mine was more about clearing up my back acne and my facial acne which gets really bad around my period yeah and so it's hormonal and I know that and when I was talking with my provider on apostrophe they made it so fast and easy to get exactly what I needed to clear all of my acne up and leave me with a glowing gorgeous face we love a confident queen and we have a special deal for you, our audience today. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash creeps and crimes when you use our code creeps and crimes. 
That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash creeps and crimes and click begin visit. Then use our code creeps and crimes at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So the first one I have is from Allison. Allison says, hey, ladies, I just started listening to your podcast. I've fallen in love with the creepy accounts. I have binged every episode to the point where I'm worried I'm inviting this shit in. Oh, Yikes. Shit. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, just you talking are. about this. You are. Can't confirm. I have several creepy accounts, but this is the one that shook me to my core. Also, I know everyone and their dogs say that this, but I ramble like crazy, so don't judge. Oh, well. In October of 2020, my then boyfriend and I decided to take a road trip to Cheyenne, Wyoming. We wanted to see the mm. town and the arena that Lane Frost had ridden his last ride at. Lane Frost was a professional bull rider. Interesting. That's really cool. I was the one to Sounds make dangerous. the hotel reservation. No way I was leaving that up to my clueless boyfriend, Fair. I made the reservation at the historic Plains Hotel, not knowing anything about it. It was cheap, and as a broke college kid, I wasn't passing up a good deal. Mm-mm. I saw the pictures of the lobby, and it was beautiful and stunning, so that's what I went with. Unfortunately, my dumbass didn't think to look at the reviews of the hotel before I even booked it. Nice job, Allison. <laughs> I may have looked at two reviews, and they both went on and on about how haunted this hotel was. Again, great. If I remember the story correctly, a long time ago, and I can't remember the year, a bride and a groom had gotten married, and the night of their wedding, the bride came down to the bar in the hotel and found her groom with another woman. The bride then killed the groom and the woman and then jumped off the fourth floor, I believe. I feel like I know that story. (laughs) You and I both at the same time went, and then went, I would have done the same thing. I feel like I know that story at that hotel. Like I feel like I've heard. Is that not? um, Is that not the story in Twilight Zone? No, no, not that Tower of Terror. That is, I have heard that story before. I feel like I have too. Well, I feel like this is like no, a story that has happened at many hotels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. She says, don't get me wrong. I love paranormal activity stories. I love hearing about people's experiences, but there was no way in hell that I was going to live through that shit by myself. (laughs) Fast forward a couple of weeks. I told my then boss, who I was really close to, about the hotel and how terrified I was to stay the night there. Bless this lady's heart because she gave me two selenite crystals and told me to keep one next to the bed and one in my pocket at all times. Now, I wasn't a believer in crystals. I'm a strong Christian, and I realize Christians are also very spiritual, but crystals never crossed my mind to be helpful. Hmm. But I thought, hey, anything to get me through this night, I'll take it. I had also planned on taking every Bible in our room and opening it next to our beds. Yes. And every hotel room has a Bible, right? Very right. smart. After a couple of weeks, we had made it to the hotel, and we checked in. I swear we were the only people there other than the workers. I was oh, already gosh. scared to be there, so realizing that we were literally the only people there made it even worse. Yeah. After getting checked in, we got onto the elevator that, in and of itself, felt like a different dimension. It slowly went up, shaking the entire time. As we walked through the hallway to get to our room, we realized that there were several spots on the floors that would creak very loudly when stepped on. So remember that for later. No. We got to our room, unpacked all of our things, and I began looking for the Bibles. But there wasn't a single Bible in this entire room, which was sketchy. Yeah. Later, we went back to the town to look around. We both talked about and agreed that that room made us feel very uncomfortable, but we just couldn't put our finger on why. I didn't mention this before, but my aunt lives in a house that is haunted by Native Americans and soldiers. I've stayed the night at her house several times and never got as creeped out as I as I did when I was in this hotel. My boyfriend and I stayed out as long as we possibly could to avoid going back to the room. 
Side note, I listened to the creepy account about the girl and her husband going to the cabin on top of the mountain, and it was honestly the same vibe. Terrifying. Oh, you guys, no. we have to send you this story. because Yeah, we have terrifying. to send you okay. that one because it's insane. It's honestly, insane. we should all forego there. It's no. near us. I mean, it's like 20 ba- miles away Based from on us. that uh, little note, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> I think you guys should at least come here. We'll stay in another place, but we have to go visit it. It's like Smoky <laughs> okay. Mountains. We can or, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Okay. We'll I'm do it. I'm down. This we'll have fun. moonshine tasting too. I'm not a little cabin retreat. <laughs> but yeah. you, guys should know, you guys should know that Corinne is the type of person who would like push everyone else in front of her if something happens. So she is not going to 1,000%. Keep... I am the bravest person when going through a haunted house. Like, set up in a amusement yeah, park you feel right the second it's real life i'm gone um, you first it's done you go first. i won't even go in the building no, actually. no she won't i'm all talk i'll yeah. run i'll, I'll run in but i'll quickly run out <laughs> yeah. okay she says once we finally made our way back to our room we got ready for bed and went to sleep although there was no way i was sleeping that night but my boyfriend of course knocked out right when his head hit the pillow why <laughs> are men the way that they are i swear <laughs> on that Normally, when I go to sleep, I have to have some sort of noise. Usually, I play music or watch TV. So I turned on the TV, and I finally dozed off when suddenly I heard the floor in the hallway creaking. Mind you, it was almost 2 a.m., and the whole town was dead. I brushed it off, thinking that someone was just headed to their room. But this creaking was slow, like really fucking slow. And it got closer and closer and closer to our door until it stopped. No. At this point, no. I'm shaking and praying to God that this thing does not come into my room. And that's when I heard another creak. This oh, no. time in my room. This <gasps> bitch was in my room. It slowly got closer and closer as it creaked towards my bed. Oh, I don't understand how people can turn the light on and look exactly where they hear things. Like, I'm not trying to be face to face with a fucking demon. So immediately I rolled over to my boyfriend and shook him awake saying, wake up, wake up. It's here. It's in the room. It's right next to me. So he woke up and, of course, it stopped. What the fuck? He looks behind at where I said it was and there was nothing there. He then gets up out of bed and walks to the door and looks into the hallway and, again, nothing was there. At this point, I was shook to my core and trembling as he held me. The only way I knew he didn't think I was crazy was because of how much I was shaking. It was so bad that it was worrying him, but apparently not too much because five minutes later he was back to snoring. Classic. (laughs) After calming down a little bit, I rolled over and started reading the Bible off of my phone. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I was going to say, you got to download it on the phone. The Bible app. Last night I was practicing the Lord's Prayer because I kept hearing creaks. (laughs) (laughs) A while later, I was still awake. That's when I started to hear bells ringing, like those handheld bells that the Salvation Army rings in front of Walmart during Christmas or the ones that kids play with in music class. Traumatizing. The first thought I had was a bellboy. But again, this was 2020 and this hotel was not fancy enough for bellboys. Right. And it's not even a thing anymore. Whatever it was, I heard it loud and clear, slowly going up and down the hallways. I looked at my phone and it was 3 a.m. Not a good fucking time. Once again, I tried to wake up my boyfriend, but he was dead asleep. I started praying out loud and eventually the bells stopped. For the rest of the night, I stayed awake watching Say Yes to the Dress on TV. Mm-hmm. No way was I closing my eyes again. Like I said earlier, my That's aunt a good li- palate cleanser. It is. Yeah, for sure. sure. Say Yes to the Dress. Yeah. Absolutely. She says, like I said earlier, my aunt lives in a house that is haunted. And although I hear things at her house all the time, none of them ever really scare me. But whatever was in this hotel was not nice. And I fully believe that it was something evil. Thank you guys for sharing my story, and I'm sorry if I rambled too much. If you want to hear about the Aunt's Haunted House, let me know. Those are my favorite stories to tell. Um, absolutely, Allison, send those in. Okay. But, Allison? <laughs> the what? way, Wait, the my way question is, my- did she have to stay there another night, or was it just the one night? 
I'm hoping that it was like they went to the rodeo and like dipped. They dipped. Yeah, I hope so too. What if? I mean, I know they said the energy. I believe them because Mm -hmm. the energy didn't feel good. So I'm sure this was some dark entity. But they were also there for the rodeo. Mm -hmm. They're in a place that has a lot of cows and cows wear the little bells. So I'm wondering like maybe this is just a spirit of a cow that's just kind of like wandering and creaking and like doesn't know what the hell it's doing. It's just like it's like why the fuck am I in a hotel? Cute space. (laughs) I really enjoy this. The cow got lost. Yeah. It's the cryptid of the cow because he doesn't know how to get out. Or maybe the cryptid bean with his bushy eyebrows also has a bell bracelet (laughs) that he keeps on. It's the cryptid mini pet cow yeah it is cute i love that spinoff the the cryptic bean is riding the cow up and down the hallway (laughs) yep cowboy style reading a scroll the cryptid cryptid bean is lane frost the rodeo the bull rider she wanted to see oh yeah it is (laughs) it is No, I just don't understand why do men not get it? It has to happen to them. It has to like be yeah. heavy on them. Like it's it's not something like if I tell if I were to tell Morgan this happening, Morgan's like, oh my fuck, we need to go do this. Like, you know, he's like, yeah. okay, like trying to debunk it, which fair enough. We do need people to debunk this shit half yeah. the time too. But I was watching TikTok last night and this woman who I can't think of her name, but we're mutuals on TikTok. And she was discussing why women can sense the energy um, a lot heavier than men at first like and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like even if it, the energy is not being directed at them and it's because women are life-carrying beings like they have a beans. tighter oh. be- beans beans uh, with I the, heard beans again too <laughs> beans um, with a with the like life source with like soul ties yeah. and stuff so it's like a direct yeah. tunnel like a fluid tunnel to get through I think that's why oftentimes paranormal activity it's like when people say it's familial haunting or the witchiness is passed down it's typically maternal usually females that being said i will say my brother and my dad have had a lot of experiences and Mm -hmm. some of the scariest experiences in my childhood home really my brother had this we he had the only room in the house where we had to bring out everything like normally we could do like a little bit of sage a little bit of like smoke or whatever in all of the other rooms his room we would have to every like month or two bring out everything like the white copal the dragon spot like literally just for the whole day like smoke the shit out of his room (laughs) because he would have he would wake up and there would be like these cloaked dark figures walking really slowly in like a circle almost like chanting it looked like they were like grim reaper style there'd be like four of them and they'd like walk in a circle and he would just be petrified like frozen (laughs) with fear i've never heard that i mean oh Oh, well, there's a lot of stories from my house, so I feel like yeah, there's still going to be some fall things that come shit. up. Yeah. Well, were they not like his spirit guides or anything? Like no, it wasn't a kind no, soul. Not. It was a dark. It was not kind. Okay. It was not kind. And, and I, oh I'm gosh. very much a believer that even if something presents itself in like really dark clothing or fully blacked out, it doesn't mean it's negative. Right. Like I, when I was in middle school, I got bullied very, very badly. And for mm. two years, I think it is my spirit a spirit guide or some sort of protector there was a woman that would come out this is so creepy when you think about it but like she'd come out of the corner of my room or like the the mirrored (laughs) corner of my room and she had long black hair that was like almost it was like past her butt oh my god she had really long like flowy clothes that were completely black like she walked she kind of looked almost like samara like walking over to me and then she would just kind of like pat my hair and like help me like soothe me and like go to bed it sounds so sweet visually i'm sure if anyone you're like babe that, can we can we shitting what like can we can i get you a haircut can we wash yeah. the face right. like anything to so make yeah, this not so the, terrifying 
<laughs> it's just the distinction it's of the like energy. your gut feeling and the energy and like you right. know totally. when something is good and bad and it sounds like Allison knew this was bad. Yeah. yeah. Right. The next story we have is from Peyton using she, her pronouns. Thank you, Peyton. Hey, y'all. First off, I want to say I feel like I've submitted a story to y'all before, but I don't know if I'm just imagining that. So forgive me if this is the second time you're reading this. This time there is so much more, though. I This is our first Ooh. one. At least all that I can see. Um, but that Peyton, I can remember. I don't remember. I don't remember this one coming in. So. <laughs> if you're hearing it again, congratulations, because this is a good one. Uh, this is mainly my best friend's experience, but it has dipped into my life as well. So here goes nothing. To preface, Blue, she, her, is my best friend. Blue lives in a large two-story house. In the back of the house, attached to the living room, is this guest bedroom. This just so happens to be directly below her parents' bedroom. The guest bedroom is the absolute creepiest room I have ever been in. I am and always have been highly connected to this to spirituality and the spiritual world. So there is no surprise that I could sense that the vibes were off. But this room is so off that every person, even the most disconnected people I know who have gone in there or have tried to go in there, have immediately noped out and agreed that it is just a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> immediately noped out. Immediately noped. <laughs> It is filled with tons of these old I Love Lucy collectibles and posters. Oh. Every time I walk Which in there, benign. I feel like... Right. Like, I feel like that would be pretty yeah, safe. Yeah. But Peyton says that every time she walks in there, it feels like Lucy's eyes are just staring at me from all corners of the room. Oh, no. Nice. One day, about seven months ago, Blue was at home alone getting ready to go out with us. She was upstairs in her room just getting ready and talking to herself. Honestly, me, I'm Blue. Um, I talk to myself all day long. (laughs) So as she's getting ready and talking to herself, she hears a voice downstairs that is saying the exact same thing that she had just said. Blue described it as almost sounding like a parrot, so it didn't creep her out that much at first. She just brushed it off and wrote it off as something outside or her imagination. Until a few minutes later, when the exact same thing happened again. But this time, it was louder and more clear, copying her exact words back to her. Keep in mind, she is the youngest in her family, so it wasn't a younger sibling's toy mimicking her or something. It was at this point that she rightfully freaks out, grabs her shit, and left the house. Fast forward a few days or so, Blue and a bunch of our friends were hanging out downstairs in the living room, and they they were the only ones in the home. When they started hearing footsteps above the living room where her parents' room is. So Blue and her boyfriend at the time decided to go investigate. They found nothing that time. But this next part is straight out of The Conjuring. It was probably six or uh, five or six months after the first event by now. And Blue was at home alone again. She was supposed to have one of our other friends over. So once again, she was going upstairs to shower and get ready. Immediately, when she gets into her room, the first thing that she notices is a Batman mask sitting perfectly on her pillow. Keep in mind, this mask was previously on her desk next to her bed. The entire family was gone, and she herself was only gone from the house for maybe two hours that day. By this time, it was collectively decided by our group of friends that, quote, the parrot, which is what we called it. I hate that I, I hate like that, that Peyton. The parrot. Um, that the parrot, which is what we called it, was most active when Blue was at home alone. So seeing this really freaked her out and she knew something was up. A few minutes later, the footsteps started again. But Blue couldn't exactly place where they were coming from. 
They were inside the house with her, though. So she stepped out of her room to look, thinking maybe her brother had gotten home or something. The setup of Lou's room in relation to her brother's and her parents' room is that you can stick your head out of her room, look right, and you'd be able to see all the way into her brother's room. And if you look left, you can see all the way into her parents' room. So Blue sticks her head out and looks down into her brother's room. The room was pitch black with nothing but the light from the hallway lighting the entrance. But inside the room, she sees her dog standing frozen and shaking on the bed whining oh, and no, just staring no, straight at dogs blue no too <laughs> they do Trust it's your so pets. pitiful so blue calls for her dog to come but she described it as if her dog could not move oh angel she looks down into her parents room just in time to see that the curtains were wavering as if something had rushed past them blue went back into her room and called our friend to come pick her up right now because she was so terrified our friend Lexi showed up with her boyfriend and they came in holding a bat just in case it was an intruder. After calming Blue down, Lexi's boyfriend left the house with the bat because he was scared, leaving Blue and Lexi inside the home alone. Why? Boyfriend? Yeah, don't do right? that. Are you kidding? Break up. <laughs> yeah, immediately, immediately break up. We're immediately. done. Leaving Blue and Lexi inside the home. Blue had to use the restroom, so she left Lexi inside of her room, shutting the door. The what? bathroom don't is go attached. Alone. <laughs> right. The bathroom is have attached to nothing? Blue's room. Yeah, right. Like, don't don't abandon each Buddy other. We travel system. to pack. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal to leave her in there because it was attached to the room. But about one minute after getting into the bathroom, Blue is interrupted by Lexi banging on the door and screaming for her to unlock the door now and let her in. Blue unlocks the door before Be- Lexi barges in, locking the door behind her, saying that while she was in Blue's room, she heard Blue's brother and her dad's voices talking downstairs. Both girls knew that they were very much alone in the home. And that is when they booked it out of the house, shutting all of the doors upstairs because of the dog. By this time, it was probably 10 p.m. And they ended up waiting outside of the house in Lexi's car until 1 a.m. when Blue's parents got home. Finally, gaining the courage to go back inside, Blue and Lexi went upstairs to her room. And Blue's door was wide open. So they had shut all the doors before. Yeah. Yeah. The bag from her trash can, which was all the way across the room, was sitting in her doorway, torn open, with trash littered everywhere. They both knew that her dog could not have done this because, A, the dog is literally a little white crusty dog. Right. (laughs) (laughs) B, the door was shut. C, the dog had never done anything like this before. So yeah, that whole experience made us all very weary of Blue's house. We have a lot of theories about the parrot, but since I'm the witch of the group, I have come over many times to cleanse out that downstairs guest bedroom. My theory is, is that some type of demon has attached itself to the I Love Lucy collectibles, but it's never active when I come over. So we think that it knows I'm heavily into spiritual practices Mm -hmm. and witchcraft. I have put many protection spells over Blue and since then nothing much has happened, but it's definitely not gone and it won't be. Side note, we have talked to Blue's mom about this, and she mentioned hearing something about the neighborhood being built on uh, Native American burial grounds. But we have zero information on that, so it's just an idea for now. Okay, but, like, what happened to the dog that night? I think the dog's fine. Um, I mean, I'm sure the dog's fine, but that's so sad. Well, I'm kind of talking about when when she left. Where was she at first? Her bedroom when she left and she saw the dog in her brother's room? She never went. I don't think that she went and got the dog. 
No, I know, yeah. but like, what was the dog looking at? Was the dog like looking at her? At her. Was it behind her that oh. he was oh. like? Well, yeah, it had to be behind know? her because she saw the curtains moving behind her. Blue saw oh. the curtains moving in the parents' room on the other end of the hallway. So what the hell did that dog see? That is literally terrifying. That is terrifying. I know. Well, it's well, obviously also, something whatever mimicking. it was, but very very strong because I feel like whenever we hear of like a mimic or a doppelganger, it's usually mm-hmm. one particular person. But for this thing to be able to rip things open make like a a mess of the home but then also simultaneously be more than one person like imitate more than one person right the father and brother terrifying at the same time yeah i right you're right run for the hills oh my god oh i hope they move like the wet when in doubt move out yeah (laughs) yeah when in doubt when in doubt burn it down so burn that burn the house (laughs) yeah burn the entire house and i love lucy collectibles yeah that's terrifying i love lucy collectibles it's scary that really anything can be haunted like we've heard stories of life-size barbie dolls being possessed and haunted and those things are are things that you go to the store you pick it out you get it out of its plastic casing just like the you know like a random poster that you're like oh i like this show i like this person and you, you put it up and then suddenly that thing is responsible for haunting you it's just so creepy to i mean we always say this it's like in your house you you're not safe nor are you safe safe anywhere because like there's possibilities of like crime and haunting everywhere everywhere yeah Yeah. you're fucked okay in life i'm gonna put a positive spin on this even though i know this is not the real spin but this is my like hey what if fun scenario what if this this is also very out this isn't normal for you i know i know normally you go into the darkness usually i say like the darkest possible little (laughs) thing but this story is already pretty dark so what if because i love lucy as a comedy Lucy mm-hmm. Ball is like you know an icon what if this spirit is just wants to be an actor and a comedian so badly so they're obsessed with I Love Lucy in the I Love Lucy room and they're practicing their skills of impersonations by impersonating everyone in the house an improv too it's just a spirit <laughs> in theater school yeah yeah <laughs> maybe you guys knew them like yeah we were theater <laughs> uh, majors together yeah, so yeah. maybe I mean, that's crazy. I just don't get the trash though. Like, why do I why like toss right. the trash? If what are they looking because, for? Right, and yeah. I wonder. I mean, well, I was gonna say, I wonder if it does feel like a negative spirit. But Peyton, who's writing this, does say that it is like yeah. an extremely eerie and heavy yeah spirit, like feeling energy. I'm very interested. I don't know. I, Peyton, I have a lot of questions. Can you email us and update us, please? But Peyton is a questions. good friend to have. Like Blue's yeah. lucky to have Peyton to come, like you know cleanse right? the space and also protect for sure 100 yeah. percent. yeah well now i'm just looking at all of the photos you guys have behind you and that's <laughs> for every photo that's one more possibility of a photo becoming haunted and possessed does right, that make you want to change the town even more and they're yeah. getting ripped yeah and they're all gone <laughs> ripped away they're burned outside <laughs> Okay, Corinne, (laughs) Sabrina, who wants to go first? Okay. Before we move on, let us tell you about our friends at an Acquired Taste podcast. Bethany and Kathleen are quite the opposite, but you know what they say, opposites attract. Bethany is a Victorian Gothic, a whip smart, a book nerd actress, and Kathleen is a bubbly, pop culture obsessed graphic designer. The two have nothing in common other than that they aren't afraid to talk about the things that everybody else won't talk about. You can get your weekly dose of socializing when Bethany and Kathleen get together to chat about their lives and what's weird in the world. They discuss topics from life's most embarrassing questions like am I in love with my best friend to eerily haunted topics 
topics, someone might be living inside of your walls with a sprinkle of tactical spy skills. This is how you spot a hidden camera in your Airbnb. I love that. (laughs) Bethany and Kathleen are talking about it all. If you're the type that's too embarrassed to ask your best friend something really strange or spooky, then this is the podcast for you, an acquired taste podcast, which is an audio boom original. They release new episodes every Thursday, plus two bonus episodes every month. Their newer episodes each cover one lifestyle topic like sex, emotional health, self-care, relationship topics, and one strange topic like ghost, mysteries, weird court cases spy skills and haunted things that sounds like our acquired taste yes (laughs) some of my favorite episodes are why the ocean wants to kill you (laughs) how to stage your own disappearance love and why you should never buy makeup on amazon oh I need to listen to that that one. (laughs) And on top of it all, both Bethany and Kathleen are extremely open about their struggles with mental illness, talking about issues like anxiety, depression, and eating disorders with kindness and humor, which we absolutely love. We love. So if this is your acquired taste, go check out Bethany and Kathleen and listen to an acquired taste podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. You want to go first? I'll go first. I picked a... A story because I had heard on one of your recent episodes that there was kind of like a call for sleep paralysis. A yeah. call to action yes. for sleep paralysis. And then Taylor, your story, your experience uh, after post-conjuring is very similar to this. Oh, okay. gosh. Yeah. Confidence. I'm very confident in this story. Um, and even more confident because I didn't write it. Bex did. <laughs> Bex, uh, Thanks, Bex. Pronouns they, them. Trigger warning suicidal ideation hey guys i wrote to you about my favorite paranormal experience at my friend's wedding and now i'm writing to you about my least favorite experience (laughs) 2019 was not my year i had to drop out of college due to financial issues that left me homeless and sleeping on couches Mm. and benches for a few weeks until i found an apartment i only had a couple true friends but they had their own issues to deal with so december of 2019 i was living in an apartment with a roommate but she was never really there so it was really just me and my cat When I was in college, I would spend the holidays with friends, but now I had to rent and I had a cat to feed. I couldn't get the time off to leave and to travel with my friends. And I was bitter. I was jealous of my friends and their loving families. I was angry that my own family was so broken and that my parents had to be so bigoted and hateful. I hadn't spoken to them in over a year and I felt forgotten, abandoned, hopeless. This made me the perfect target for what I call the hag. Oh no. No. Mm. December 22nd, I had a dream that started quite normal and mostly unremarkable. My friend and I were leaving a store and stepped out into the parking lot. Despite the fact that dreams usually follow unpredictable timelines, we both mentioned that it was weird that we had nighttime around us and there weren't any other cars in the parking lot. Just a couple of lone streetlights, some forgotten shopping carts, and a little old lady pushing a cart along the sidewalk of a strip mall. We began walking towards the truck, and I noticed that the old lady veered from the sidewalk and was now walking towards the truck. I don't trust her. I walked a little bit faster. She walked a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. Odd. We were almost at the truck now, and then the old lady breaks into a sprint right towards me, (gasps) and she is fast. What? That's horrifying. (sighs) Yeah. The the title of this is Not Your Average Grandma, so... (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Truly... This is the point where I realized that this is not your average grandma. Sure, she had curly gray hair and a blouse and mom jeans, but her eyes were completely black, perfectly round and small, like a rat. 
Her nose had been flattened, and it was just slits. Her mouth is an open circle with a ring of razor-sharp teeth. Shut the fuck. I'm stunned and scared shitless. I freeze in place, and the next thing I know, she's attacking me and biting me. Oh I'm God. certain that she wants to kill me, but she's weak, and she's frail. And I push her off, and I make a break for the truck. My friend is already in the driver's seat, and the engine is ready, screaming at me to run faster. So I jump in, I slam the door, and the hag is scratching at it as we oh slam God. on the gas and speed off. Then we're jumping through memories. We're driving down the dirt roads that I grew up on, then along Whoa. the interstate, then through my college town. The sky is always pitch black. No stars, no moonlight. We relax, realizing that we lost her. And then I wake up. I was really freaked out, but I have plenty of weird and vivid nightmares. So I told myself it was just nothing, and I got ready for work. I felt especially angry that day, and I kept bursting into tears at work, and all of my pain was so much stronger. I noticed that the skin around my nails kept bleeding. I didn't think it was weird at first because, you know, I get hangnails all the time, but then I realized that it was all of my fingers. I bandaged them up and tried to ignore it as just one more weird thing. After a long 10-hour shift, I started my walk home and was exceptionally spacey. I could barely hold a thought. I didn't pay close attention, and I'd accidentally wandered off the sidewalk towards the traffic. This is where I started oh, no. to get worried that these weird things were just a little more than weird. Don't tell when me I she home, shows I up. Oh I know. I'm going to freak. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm prepping is myself. Is grandma pulling up? Yeah. I'm prepping myself right now. <laughs> no, not in the car at least. Okay. Okay. When I got home, I texted my best friend about the weird dream and I asked if he thought anything of it. He had his own fair share of terrifying supernatural experiences and is as close to an expert as I could hope for. And he pretty much told me that he would keep an eye on it. It's probably nothing, etc. All night, I felt uneasy. My normally affectionate cat was making a point of avoiding me. I kept trying to tell myself that I was just being paranoid, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I wasn't alone. The air felt heavy. The apartment seemed darker. So I decided to message my best friend again. I needed him to help me with whatever this thing was. I picked up the phone, and then I stopped. Then I dropped it. I picked up my phone again, stared at it for a few minutes, and then dropped it again. I kept thinking, don't bother him. He's busy. He doesn't care. Stop making it about yourself. And I spent two hours trying to text him. I kept zoning out and just staring at the wall. Every time I picked my phone up, I would drop it again. I eventually gave up and I just put on Netflix and I fell asleep. Warning, this is where it gets graphic. And it gets really graphic. Okay. So oh, no. this is, a, yeah, trigger warning. Okay. For pretty much everything. Okay. Get closer to that me. That night, I had what is to date the worst nightmare i have ever experienced i saw flashes of hellscapes i saw my cat the only family i have being brutally gutted there were people on tables with half of their skin peeled off pits with large spikes full of corpses piles of bones screams of tormented souls and then there was the hag Next, I found myself in a dark old house, and I was in the dining room that was full of dusty furniture with a table set for dinner. I heard laughing and screaming coming from the next room over. I went towards the noise, and in the room was a middle-aged woman with long, greasy black hair. There was a family tied up and gagged on the floor of the room. The greasy woman picks up a baby, and then I'm just going to skip the next sentence because it's okay. horrible. Um. I can't move. The mother on the floor is wailing as the greasy woman laughs and laughs. I woke up deeply disturbed, and I knew that this was not just a nightmare. But I kept having the overbearing thought, you're freaking yourself out. It's nothing. What a way to start my Christmas Eve. I got up, and I went to work again. 
my fingers kept bleeding. Oh my my nose kept bleeding. Even my ears started bleeding. Golly. My best friend came into the store that I was working in and he had baked me cookies and wanted to see me. Normally, I'm always super excited to see him and we're very affectionate and we hug a lot, but I refused to even let him touch me. I told him that I was busy and that he should leave. He kept trying to push me to get me to talk to him and I kept saying that I wasn't in the mood and I didn't want to be touched and he should just go. But I didn't want a hug. I did not want to see him. I was just so overcome with the anger that I couldn't control. After he left, he texted me that I needed to do a cleansing and that he was actually really worried about me. I finally started to believe that my gut feeling was something wrong. As I walked home from work, I had to carefully concentrate to stay present to keep myself from wandering into traffic again. As soon as I got home, I broke down. I was so angry and hurt and lonely, and for the first time in a very long time, I felt suicidal. I kept having those thoughts of, no one wants you, no one cares about you, you have nothing, even your cat doesn't like you anymore. So I decided to get absolutely smashed before I did anything drastic. I cracked open a magnum bottle of my favorite wine and started chugging. I have no idea what caused it, but suddenly that intense brain fog was gone. I felt present again. The anger and the sadness and the suicidal intentions were gone. And suddenly it all made sense. Those dreams were not just dreams. Those thoughts were not my thoughts. There was something attached to me and it wanted me to suffer. So I grabbed my sage, my salt, and my obsidian, and I got in the shower for a cleansing ritual. I could tell that the hag was in the bathroom with me. I kept the shower curtain open because I was certain that I could see a shadow through it if I didn't. Oh my god, oh my god. No, that's why I have clear... is like your biggest fear? Yes, clear shower curtains only in my house. Have to be able to see outside of it. Yep. Everybody live by that rule. (laughs) Yeah. Clear shower curtains. Okay. No, like, finger marks coming through None. the curtain either. Oh. No. So scary. I have to be able to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, bad. I was I'm absolutely so terrified. The presence felt bigger and bigger, and it did not want me to do this. I started burning the sage and going through the whole ritual. I kept repeating out loud, you do not scare me. Get out. And I focused on happy thoughts while I visualized this dark energy leaving me. And suddenly there was this huge release of pressure, a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, and my nose started gushing blood. I was relieved to feel completely alone. I staged my apartment three times that day and for the next week. I made a point of being positive and every night before I went to sleep, I would visualize a silver string encasing me. I'm still not sure what it was. It definitely felt demonic, but it never physically manipulated objects or left any visible marks on me. It also seems uh, like I it don't was know. Bleeding. <laughs> yeah, right. Marks. Bleed, bleeding ears out of your bleeding. ears. Nose bleeding. <laughs> Fingers bleeding. bleeding. Sounds yeah. pretty physical. I know. The best theory I have is that it was the spirit of an old lady that died alone and became corrupted or evil over time. I've never in my life experienced anything as scary as that, and I hope I never will again. I'm doing so much better now. I started dating my girlfriend a couple months after that, and her Ooh. family has been absolutely fantastic i'll hopefully never spend the holidays alone again see you on the other side bex they them bex. holy shit thank wow. you so much for sending that in but holy isn't that intense i mean i'm holy. so sorry that is yeah. traumatic that is traumatic like right. the way that this hag was able to alter their mind yeah to like see what the hag yes. wanted them to see and like that, perceive people the way that the hag wanted them to perceive people 
Uh, and so, in both waking life and dreaming life. Yeah. Right. You know, like you wake up and you think you get this relief, you get this reprieve from this dark entity that's showing you the most graphic and horrific. disgusting things like, almost possible. Like flipping through like different realities. Yeah. Like yeah. that like those dreams are just too vivid the to like was not like be altering. like actually in hell. Right. Like altering. Well, you all know what reality. this reminded me of? It reminded me a lot of when you covered the uh The No what, End House. What's the name of the Yes. That's what I was yes. thinking the entire time. Me too. I was like, this yeah, the really sounds like... where it was like, yeah. Yes. The and you know, cut up you know, and I've like actually... The, the grinning face. So I've actually had one like awful reoccurring nightmare. I, I haven't had it in years, but when I was a kid, it was just, I was, I would tell myself that I was having this nightmare and I was always getting chased by something. I could never mm. see what it was. I just know that it was this giant, like shadowy, like mm. evil something. And I would right. be like, wake up, you're in a dream, and I'm running, and I'm sprinting, and you know, you're dream running, so you're like, yeah. like hardly running at all. And I would wake up, and I thought I'd be awake, and I'd be in my bedroom, and then it would be, it would be right there. And so I, w- I was like just dropping levels like, every levels time I tell dreaming. myself, oh, yes, I was like, like so scary. 10 different levels, and I'd finally be like, am I up yet? But every single time I dropped a level, I would start in my bedroom. So I'd think I'd be awake, but I wasn't awake. And this Ooh, thing would be huh. back. And so I'm in my awful. dream. I'm telling myself, you're dreaming. Just wake up. Wake up. Like, and I, I couldn't yeah. wake up. It was crazy. So That's also what it reminded me of. It yeah. Is. Totally. Wow. It's, tr- it's tricking you every single time. Like, your it guard is. is down because you think you finally escaped the hell Holy that shit. is this dream. Yeah. I, w- I was so concerned when Bex was talking about how they were drinking that bottle of Magnum wine. Because me too. I feel like we've heard in the past like sometimes drinking you know makes it worse and makes you more vulnerable but i'm like wine saves yeah that this is in the this blood scenario, of christ yeah. the blood of christ yeah, yeah right that they were able to clear their mind in a way and remove this entity from their right whatever right. Trance, whatever from their realm was yeah well and you, they say that like alcohol like lowers your like vibrational mm-hmm. like field that you're in so that's insane that they had to drink alcohol to get to that level yeah. of the detachment of, that they needed from this hag, this woman. Wow. Dang, Bex. It's just wild to me, too. Like, I think if, for Bex, I'm just so impressed that they, despite everything that they were feeling prior to the hag coming and choosing them as their victim, they were feeling really, really low, like yeah. as low mm-hmm. as they possibly could. They had a series of wild, unfortunate events that, that put them in a place in life where they really didn't feel good about living and I mm-hmm. am just so impressed with Bex that after all of this that had happened with the hag that they were able to still bring themselves yeah. up and out right. and For really sure. consciously be like this isn't right this isn't me I can be way more than this and now I'm not only fighting my own inner demons and thoughts but I'm also fighting this hag at the same time right god the, I the couldn't courage imagine and doing bravery that. that they showed is just incredible Oh, it's incredible. I don't like, I don't even know that I could have been able to like process it in that way no. as fast as Bex did. I think it would have taken a lot more from me to be able to realize what's going on, even being knowledgeable yeah. of it. The way it ran, the way that old grandma right. <laughs> sprinted, I can't. Little she's a runner, she's a track star. With, like, Voldemort slits and like a round mouth of teeth just sprinting at you. Atrocious. I would drop dead right there. I, would I will have a nightmare. Literally, in a woman. dream like that, in a nightmare like that, I would leave it be like, you just got to take me. Like, I yeah. can't make it through this yeah, nightmare. Like, like, I'm done. Like, right? just take me. Will you drop me into the next room. Okay, this, <laughs> the, yeah. the craziest level. part to me 
was how Bex was saying, like, Bex's body was physically, like, decaying with this entity. Yeah. Yes. Possessing them. Like, the hangnails, the bloody noses, the ears. It it was, like, Bex's body was just rejecting everything. Bandaging up their fingers, like... Yeah. I mean, it's well, and bad. also very black Bex swan. seems to have lost a lot of time, too. Like, yeah. it, Bex thinks that they were just going into a trance, but it makes me wonder, they're like, possessed. what's happening when they think that they're in a trance? Like, are they actually moving about their space? Oh. Are they leaving their house? Are they interacting with people? Are they doing weird rituals to help the hag become more oh, present? Right. Like, you don't know what you're doing when you just, like, black out and black in. And Waking you're still up with, like, there, dirt. Like, Whoa. And, like, the were, those, dirt. were those dreams actually dreams? Or, like, was oh, the hag you taking you somewhere? somewhere? Right. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, I hope we never have to find yeah. out. No. And I hope Bex never experiences that again. <laughs> Bex, just right. never again. Never. Wow. I know. Well, to make up for it, Bex sent a cute picture of their cat. <gasps> oh, oh, that's so well, cute. Look at the little mittens. Oh, that's so cute. A little, a little so kitty. Cute. Precious little paws. Oh. This is a story from our listener, Nia, and it is called Talking to My Haunted House with a Ouija Board. Oh, Oh, brother. Hey, y'all. I've wanted to write this and send it in literally since the podcast started, but laziness gets the best of us all sometimes. However, this spooky season, I'm finally diving in. My house is haunted AF. My parents bought this house when I was in high school about 10 years ago, and we pretty much demolished the interior, just keeping the outer structure and redesigning everything else. There was only one family that lived there before us, and they built this home custom for themselves back in the day. The husband was a doctor and did house calls back when that was normal, so he had an in-home office, and they had like a million kids, so the setup of the house was pretty interesting. Now, our contractors were funny guys to be around as far as construction dudes go, but they gave me crap constantly about the house being haunted. Apparently, the job they did right before our house was rebuilding the funeral home in town, so they messed with me constantly saying that they had spent lots of time with the dead recently and could sense the spirits in our house. No, thank you. How awful. But also, like, the fact that they were at a funeral home and they think this person's house is more haunted, I'd be like, oh, no, this (laughs) is the worst and you know construction workers they know what the fuck they're talking about like they're up in that shit yeah i feel like they have so many stories just because ghosts don't typically like things being redone right Right. so i would hear noises all the time and obviously attributed them to the work going on around me but then the construction guys would come find me to ask what the heck i was doing to override their power tools and whatnot i still thought they were messing with me but now i'm not so sure The remodel took a few months, and in the process, we found quite a few questionable things in this house. The most important being when we tore up the flooring in the old maid's quarters in the back of the house. Now, this is important to remember. When we ripped up that carpet and backing, there were what looked like claw marks scratched in the concrete and old dried blood everywhere. Shut Ew. the fuck up. No. No. No, 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 no. I hope to God this is paranormal and not someone being trapped in a house and trying too. to claw up their way I out. Know. Yeah. As I said earlier, we knew the old owner was a doctor, and even though his home office was on the other side of the house, we tried to write it off as, you know, a home visit gone bad. But probably not the case. Oh, On to the not. fun part. No. Once we moved in, and got settled, I tried to forget all the crap the guys gave me about my ghosty friends. But it wasn't that easy. 
because my room specifically felt off. The lights were constantly flickering. When I say constantly, I mean it felt like it was wrong to be in my bedroom with a stable light source. We'd replaced light bulbs, fixtures, and even had multiple electricians to see why the majority was happening in my room, but there was never an explanation. The lights even sometimes flickered following me through the house. Like, they won't do it in a room if I'm not present, but if I'm in there, they'll do it a few times to get my attention. Very stranger oh things. <laughs> that is. Yeah. So like, I'll leave the room and it stops in that room and then follows me into the next room. It's weird. The whole house has unexplainable things happen constantly. We all see human-sized shadows moving from room to room at least once a month. Circuits pop constantly like there's just too much power surging through them. We have watched and heard things fly off the counter with nobody in that room multiple times. Oh, and our pets just stare into the abyss and act very off. Of course also <laughs> did i mention that both of my parents each saw their deceased parents standing over them in bed not long after we moved in also weird and obviously haunted. stop right there no <laughs> stop right there that is terrifying yeah no yeah. like mom right? please stop like please i at least go. hope it's their real like ghostly right and not i'm like right something mimicking them that this is just like some weird portal energy thing that makes it yeah. more possible for them to come through and not something else mimicking their parents like just exactly. over them my dad would come to me in bed just to scare the shit out of me because like that's what he's known for but like my mom would definitely come to me in the kitchen while i'm making my coffee like th- that's how i would know yeah <laughs> yeah just hey <laughs> But if yeah, I were constantly you know. standing at the end of yeah. my bed, good morning. No. And it's like right there on your ear and you're like, oh my God. I'm like, mm, Jesus. you have to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One night, my best friend, cousin, and I decided we are into paranormal stuff enough and pretty good internet sleuths. So we should try to figure out my ghost's name. We came up with a plan and it may sound crazy, but here we go. My flickering lights respond sometimes. So like I'll outwardly say, please stop. I'm trying to focus. And they'll stop for a couple minutes. So now that I know my ghost's name, I say, hey, uh, they don't say the name of the ghost, but I guess they have figured out. Let's call it Bean. In the house. Bean. Hey, Bean. Bean. Hey, Bean. And the lights would get brighter and flicker extra fast in acknowledgement. So we had the idea to read any name associated with this property, the family, or anything else related until we figured it out. Okay. So they're they're trying to use the lights and the internet to figure it out. Okay. We got black bean, kidney bean, red kidney bean, light kidney bean. Exactly. <laughs> we eventually found the name Margaret, and I'm going to leave her name out for privacy. Also, R.I.P. Marg. And after what felt like forever, listing everyone with no reaction from the lights, this is when my lights went absolutely berserk. We were screaming and freaking out, obviously not knowing if this was a fever dream, if we were having a simultaneous mental break or what, but nope, <laughs> Margaret, it's real. Remember when I said to keep your guard up in the bloody maid's room? Well... That was my buddy Margaret's room. She was the homemaker with this busy family, a live-in maid, a nanny, and as we found out later, a grandmother figure to the kids. Now, once I got this ounce of information, we dove deep on her past and asked yes or no questions. Yes to my lights, which sound insane, but we got answers and it hasn't stopped since. This is so cool. That is really awesome. This is the dream. Like, they actually when they do research they find answers yeah Yeah. which so many people don't get this is so incredible that they were able to this is a rarity i would be like margaret should i wear this dress or this dress i know which one right yeah okay date night don't kill me but i got an ancient ouija board from one of my friend's grandmothers that was made in salem Mm. Ooh, Mm. 
So that same friend who was there on the night we discovered Margaret and a few others joined us and we made contact with the other side. Side note, it was my birthday. What a great birthday, I guess. Oh, maybe. I don't fun. Know. We'll find out. None of us had used a Ouija board before, so don't worry. I did all the research, and from listening to you guys, I know the protocol. But mm. it said that there were two people present, which is weird, but because we didn't know that could be a thing. So guess who makes herself known first? Our girl, Margaret. So we asked a million questions. Not a girl. Only my one friend and I really knowing what was happening, and she answered every question we asked to a T. We, like I said, Googled her and asked her about her children, husband, her life, growing up, and everything matched her obituary and anything else we found online. That's so cool. That, that is, is awesome. so yeah. dope. Yeah. We thought maybe our friends were messing with us since they just knew her name, but no. And here's more proof. The next person to come through on the board shook me to my core. Earlier that year, my aunt had moved in with us as she had gotten really sick. She was a spunky and loving woman. However, unfortunately, after many years, lost the battle to cancer and passed away in our home. Mm. We all have a dark sense of humor in my family, and we have definitely kept her spirit alive and say hi to her ashes as we walk by, still make fun of her constantly, and everything else she might want to stay a part of the fam. <laughs> now, my friends knew her, but none of us ever thought she would be the one to come through. She spelled out her name, and I freaked out. I asked questions, and again, everything was lining up. But in the back of my head, I was like, there's no way it's actually her. But then I asked her daughter's name, and, in, and instead of spelling her real name, which my friends all definitely would have known, she spelled out the very unique nickname that she only called her in private that nobody except immediate family would have known. I started crying, and it was amazing. Since this Ouija board experience, we have used it a few more times and talked to people we have had no prior connection that just wanted to come through. Unfortunately, though, most recently, we also made contact with, I won't say the name, but... Blank. No. Insert. Insert. <laughs> insert Z. Demonic yeah. name. Oh, oh, God. Lolo. <laughs> so I've saged my board about a million times and am giving it a break since that was a lot of emotional energy to come through, but I have no doubts in those other experiences. At first, when we moved in, I didn't know if this spirit was usually targeting me, was malicious or not, especially with what we found under Margaret's old flooring, but now it's good to know she isn't bad. In fact, I truly do believe she has taken over protecting my brother and I like she did with those children in the house back in the day. Maybe whatever happened in the room is the reason she can't fully move on and cross over, so she's hanging out with me until then. I still say what's up to Marg when my lights are going crazy and or... I feel a presence, and I usually get some sort of extra response from my surroundings, so I think it's her. It only makes sense she would choose me, because in fact, when I was a toddler, I was in the house when my papa passed away, and only minutes later, when my mom came in to tell me he was gone, I said, I know. I watched an angel carry him up to heaven from the roof, and he waved goodbye to me. <gasps> like, oh, wow. oh my god. Who does that, and what is wrong with me? That is beautiful. <laughs> bye, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Ah! This tiny little Shirley Temple looking mofo seeing dead people. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'll come back with more sp spooky stories from my life someday because I have a ton. But for now, enjoy and can't wait to hopefully hear this and your thoughts. Y'all are literally the best. Thanks for keeping me and my ghosties company, Nia. Oh, Nia. Wow. I love Nia's final experience. I, I feel know. like children, it's it's not at all. I don't think it happened on behalf of Nia or for Nia or or for a lot of other children who see their grandparents 
or loved ones go away when they're really young. I, I very much believe that that happens because if the parents had seen it, they would have convinced themselves that they hadn't in, they hadn't truly experienced what they just yeah, did. Right. And they need that sign from like an innocent source. It's like, yeah, this is what I saw. Yeah, I just to saw feel the the fact that Nia Nia saw it before her mom came in to tell her that her mm-hmm. they had passed away. You know, like. Right. It was right. totally unrelated. That is so cool. Wow. I love I love those experiences. I love kids like not not oh, me, scary me kids too. experiences, but yeah. like loved ones experiences or like when they yeah. just say something so off the wall like I mean I that is Corinne was for sure a creepy kid, but Corinne said stuff like that as a kid all the time. <laughs> kids yeah, are I, so gifted. Yeah. My mom was like, I'm not really down to be alone in this house with you. <laughs> You're creeping me out. We but, need like at least yeah. one other person here with us. <laughs> constantly waving and interacting with someone who wasn't oh there gosh. she was like i'm out this is no <laughs> this is not for me yeah so when when um the z name popped up on the ouija board were they still in the house or i think were so. they at a different location i think same house so i wonder if that has to do with the connection of like the scratches or anything like how long has that I know. presence oh. been in that house do you know what i mean like the okay right. my mind at the end went to like Margaret or someone having a baby in that room and like on their hands and knees giving birth and like, like scratching the yeah. concrete. Pretty intense. Fair. I don't know. That's a really. But I don't know. I wonder if like that entity, that demon came out, and that's why Margaret was acting out so much. That's where the lights mm. were flickering. That's why she was showing herself because she was like, "I'm here to protect you, but I just want to let you know yeah. I'm here." And also, there's something else here that wants you, but I'm gonna fight it. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, yeah. It's totally one of those things where it's like. If Margaret hadn't made her presence known, perhaps they would have never used a Ouija board and even connected with the Z name. Right. But, but they yeah, also learned so it's much like about the, Margaret, which is cool. True. Yeah. That was honestly true. one of the most like beautiful, like paranormal, while still spooky stories it was. that I've ever heard. That was yeah. really cool. That was really cool. All right. I have a very quick one, but it's crazy. And I have altered names because it also uses demonic names. Okay. Um, so this is from Jimmy. He says, hey, ladies, I have a crazy story for you, and I hope you're ready for it. It is a bit long, but worth it, I promise. So pour them drinks up because you'll need them. <laughs> Disclaimer, this story involves my previous day job, so names will be changed for legal reasons. Okay. March 2019, I was still new at my job, which is a psychiatric unit in a hospital. I was assigned to watch a patient who had broken a nurse's kneecap and tore her ACL after kicking her. Holy shit. My coworker, Eddie, and I watched a patient named Richard for about two to three months for 12 to 18 hours a day. Richard was a neuro student and was very intelligent, but somewhere in his studies, he snapped and went manic. Oh, God. Richard was sleep oh deprived for almost two weeks and he had hardly, if at all, ate anything. He was about five foot ten to 11 and weighed about 290 pounds he was a big boy one night in march at about 2 a.m while watching richard i got up from my chair which was in the hallway and i walked up to richard's door which had a like viewing window to look inside and i cannot describe the darkness that i saw in richard's room it was extremely eerie while looking inside i could not see richard at all i looked over the room and there was nothing i turned to eddie and i asked him to bring his flashlight And as I turned to look back inside, Richard's face was directly in front of mine. Yep. Oh, my God. Richard. (laughs) No. No, Richard. This is, like, my biggest fear every time I look through a peephole. I think peepholes are the scariest thing ever. Because I think something like this is going to happen. Like, I see, like, a purge 
a purge face. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Like this is horrifying. Yes. Yes. Jimmy <laughs> says, yep, fuck that shit. I still get chills telling the story. Richard was not blinking, moving, and was hardly breathing as he stared through me. <sighs> Eddie walked next to me and pulled me away from the door, but both Eddie and I felt the most intense chill in the air. For about 45 to 60 seconds, Richard didn't move. Finally, I told Richard to get back in bed, and he slowly moved down into the right of the window. But wait, there's more. Shortly after, I looked at the security camera inside Richard's room, used for violent patients, and this camera had night vision. Richard then began to crawl on his tippy toes and fingertips, literally, on his fingertips and toes, crawling around his bed for four to five minutes at a time before standing up, walking to the door and opening it. Now, also keep in mind, for fire safety reasons, these doors cannot be locked unless they're actively, the patient's actively being violent. So his door was unlocked. Eddie and I began to move towards Richard's room, and Richard began saying with a 1,000-yard stare, I am, and then I changed the name to the bee's knees. So he says, I am the bee's knees, about six times under his breath. (gasps) Okay, disclaimer. This is not what the patient was saying, but I wasn't about to say the name, and you'll see why, so I changed it. Um, At the time, Eddie and I had no clue who or what the bee's knees was, until a week later when Eddie looked it up and discovered that the bee's knees was, of course, another name for Satan and is known in demonology as one of the seven princes of hell. For a few days after, Richard would continue to say, I am the bee's knees. Eddie would ask him constantly, what's your name? To which Richard would blink, shake his head, giggle, and forget what he was doing. But there is a light at the end of this psychiatric tunnel. After a few days of being creepy and possibly possessed, Richard was treated for several illnesses. He did not injure anyone else, and he was eventually moved to another room. He was laughing, talking, being silly, etc., Richard eventually got to the point where Eddie and I were playing music for him and singing along with him. Prince, Michael Jackson, and our personal favorite, Mine Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys. Ironically, the song is about somebody having a psychiatric breakdown and seeing dark figures in their room. And it was his favorite song. It's been over two years, and from what I've heard, Richard is healthy and in good spirits. To this day, Eddie and I still talk about Richard and often wonder, was Richard really psychotic for the first few weeks under our care, or was it something more sinister? Nonetheless, thank you for reading this. Stay safe. Stay creepy. Cheers. Jimmy. What? I mean, Corinne. Rick. Holy moly. Does this not- yeah, I was thinking the exact guys, same thing. The, we, in our episode 12, it's like the scariest episode we've ever done. A it's called Dominus. A, People yeah. still talk about it all the time. We did it five years ago. A listener sent us a story that to this day like horrifies us. And it was about she was dating this guy whose name was Rick who was possessed. And the demon like she once saw. I can't even explain it. But she basically drove past his ho- house once and saw him slamming his head against the brick siding of the just house. like just standing there forehead and, and then sometimes when when she would talk with him sometimes it would be him and sometimes it would be like the the demon, demon coming through him and the demon know would who she say was to. the demon like said do you know what i've done like oh god it was, I, I don't know it was so scary what but i have to go listen to richard this. i just feel like yeah we feel bad for all ricks but the name rick and richard i feel like i'll always associate with um, wait you said that's like episode possession. 12 oh it's the God. listener story at the end but beware we talk a lot about possessions in that episode a lot. in general Ooh. so maybe like listen tomorrow because i feel like we've already talked yeah. about yeah. we've There's really done one end today we really yeah. did the Truly. most and we're not even done yet i've got one more that is wild though that is oh insane who, oh, who was wow. that okay who was that that, that was jimmy jimmy thank you so much jimmy yeah thank you okay jimmy. The next one we have is from Nessa. 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 
Hey ladies, my name is Nessa. I'm a recent listener from Canada. I'm so happy I found Taylor on TikTok because little did I know I was going to be such a team creep. Morgan! Everyone's always, they come from our TikTok and they're like, oh, team crime. I'm like, literally fuck everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like ghosts, get out. Just kidding. Oh my God. Um, I have been on the fence about writing this story because I am not a storyteller. Ha ha ha. So bear with me. Just a little background on me. I started experiencing paranormal activity when I was really young that left me very fearful of the dark sleep paralysis and feeling energies that weren't there. As I got older and found practices that made me feel safe and protected from the dark spirits and that fear slowly started to disappear until... I was working alongside my sister at her new business, which is an aromatherapy and metaphysical store. You could call it the local witchy shop, located in one of the oldest houses in our small city. We made sure that we cleaned the space often, and for years, I never had any problems with the spirits that the local medium said were present in this home. The third year I was working there, I started experiencing things in the house when I was alone. Books and other items would fly off the shelves, but I would try my best to not give it my attention. I was opening the shop one morning, feeling good to be back at work because I'd just gotten home from a vacation, and odd enough, my sister was flying out of town that day as I was getting back, so she wouldn't be there with me like she typically would. So, I was opening the shop by myself. I used the washroom upstairs, and I heard the floor creak in the hallway. I remember trying not to creep myself out and ignoring it because it happens all the time, but then I started to feel tingles all over my body. The hairs on my arms were standing straight up. I looked down the hallway and nothing was there. So I started saying, whatever is here, you need to stop. But it felt like it was getting stronger. And I just kept telling myself to stay strong and not be scared. I look at myself in the mirror and tears were flooding down my face. But I wasn't crying. What? So they weren't crying. Like, it was a doppelganger. Like, like in, in the, the mirror. mirror oh. In the reflection. Oh. Oh. Ooh. I, <laughs> so I didn't pick crazy. on that. I didn't pick that up at all. But now that I have, I wish I didn't. Because it says, uh, yeah, tears same. were flooding down my face, but I wasn't crying. I stood there, trying to shake this heavy energy, yelling at it to leave me alone. The washroom is located at the end of a long hallway, so I had no choice but to walk down the hallway to get out. As I'm standing there at the door, contemplating running for my life, I run directly towards it. As I get closer and closer, it feels like I am running through water, almost like it was trying to hold me back. Keep in mind, whatever was there, I could not physically see, but I kept running. And right when I get to the top of the stairs, also where the portal was in this house, LOL, of course. Um, More information on that. (laughs) Um, I have intense emotions pour over me. Whatever it was, it wanted me to be scared. It wanted me to feel all of the darkest emotions possible. The only way I have ever been able to describe it, this feeling, is imagining what hell and torture would feel like. Oh, oh my gosh. Damn. I started screaming, no, 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 until I could not breathe and got down the stairs. I ran through the store and outside to call my sister and my coworker. This was the first time I was speaking with my sister since I had gotten back. And while we were on the phone, she tells me that she had something attack her the night before. Okay, Whoa. sis, let me know. 
Yeah, heads up. Yeah. yeah. Give me a call. Give me a call. If I'm going to go in here and battle a demon, like, I'm going to yeah, need to know. By myself. To, yeah. We have always been connected in a spiritual way and knew that whatever was attacking us, attacking us knew that we weren't together at those times. I was refusing to go back inside, but I yep. had to open the store. So I waited for my coworker to get there so we could go in together. As we were walking in, you could feel just how heavy that energy was. My coworker was wearing a protective pendant on her necklace, and as we walked in, we heard her pendant hit the floor. <gasps> which no. makes no sense because it wasn't broken. The chain Ew. was still around her neck. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Oh my god. Okay. Um we grabbed sage, cedar, sweet grass, and literally everything that we could use to cleanse the space thankfully the first person who happened to come in that day was a light worker and helped me detach myself from this energy oh yeah i mean wow oh i need to work at a meta i want to go work I, at a metaphysical store are you kidding right i was gonna say i feel this like they're in the right business to like help like deal with what, what they were doing right with. we called every spiritual person that we knew to come in and help us clear the store that day after that happened, we had to take extra precaution and protect ourselves. My sister had a shaman do a house cleansing and remove over a hundred earthbound spirits that were trapped in the home. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. How yeah. are there so many? We need to know more it's about this like portal. Everyone who, right. Yeah, I need to know about so the many questions. I have so many questions. Um, I like to think that this portal is just like a little magnet and everyone who goes into the shop to help get rid of the, whatever is like attached to them leaves the shop without the attachment because yeah. right like spirit wouldn't that be amazing can't leave oh yeah gosh. that would be maybe that's why it's so haunted there jesus and then she says however a few psychics have said that the entity or spirit that i encountered was sent to me and like it was not her? something that was already there like this was something that was sent to her like someone That's, sent no, that. No, thank yeah. you. That is like a curse. Like you know? Except curse. Like right. yeah, return Actually, to sender. Return to sender yeah. immediately. Reject it. Turn. Put a mirror in your face, bitch. It's going back. Like, are you serious? <laughs> That's who so would funny. ever do that? Who would send something to someone? But also, why and who and why? how? Yeah. But also, whoever sent it, will you teach us how to do that? Um, <laughs> don't don't actually. <laughs> just, um, just a little like self defense. Like, you know? Yeah, you need can, to know just in case you have to quickly. Uh, right. A little self defense. I'm rubber in your glue. Send some good spirits. You know. That's yeah. Okay. I just want to learn how exactly. to do both, just in case. Um, yeah. Okay. Which makes my sister getting attacked the night before make a lot more sense. So. I guess it was just searching for the sisters or maybe oh, just like searching, it was her searching for her, but it went to her sister first. The yes. Attacked her sister was mm. like, wrong bitch. Wrong bitch. Went to the next one. Right. Oh. Um, my sister maybe. did relocate her shop not long after this, though. Thank God. And we have never had any problems at our new location. However, it could whatever it could be. I'm happy to never step foot in that house again. Curious of what you think it could have been. You had an episode about the Amityville house and Ed described how it felt when he was there and how he described it was exactly what I felt when this energy approached me, when I was approaching this energy. I hope I did okay explaining this. Thanks for having this podcast and making people feel seen and heard. I, I recently had a homicide in my family, so podcasts like this oh. make me feel hopeful in cases being solved as well. Love you girls. You are raising so much awareness within your community and I'm here for it. Much love, Nessa. Thank Nisa, you, Nessa. Nessa whichever oh, one. Nessa. Sorry for your loss. That's so yeah. yeah. What do we think it is each? Do you want to go around the table and everybody say what what you feel about it? Okay. Okay. I had 
well, it clearly is something negative, but when I was hearing it, there was part of me that was thinking, if you believe in multiple timelines and dimensions Mm -hmm. and that you exist in multitude of places, there was in my mind like this like feeling of what if there was like a weird ripple in that moment and Nessa was experiencing this like tragedy or like heartbreak or whatever some another version of herself was experiencing and that's by seeing herself in the mirror her she wasn't crying but like oh, i forgot about that part oh my fuck was got chills crying. again yeah but you just sent or chills could that all have the been, way that could have been a premonition too right yeah. like seeing yeah. what she could be or what she could experience if she didn't take action yeah for sure and clear the space by the way i think yeah. it's actually nisa oh you do um it had two e's Oh, it's yeah. probably is. Oh, so I think it's Nisa, right? Sorry, Nisa. Nisa. Sorry. That's okay, Nisa. we'll switch now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix we, it. If we do both versions, we'll get we'll get it right. <laughs> kind of right. kind of going At off some point. what Sabrina was saying, but also what Corinne was saying earlier with like the magnet, like say that is like the case. It is a metaphysical shop. Anyone that goes in there, maybe you're yeah. dropping maybe your bean that's attached to you stops. It's a drop and shop, yeah. Whenever she was describing that she was running and she felt like she was just being like drowned by water, but was like in this like still water and like couldn't run, but Mm. was like in real life, but was almost like running in a dream. Like I just felt like all of these spirits, like those hundreds of spirits were like just flying through her at the time and she just got caught in it. Do you know what I mean? And like she just was like at the wrong place, wrong time, like just shouldn't have been there that day. The feeling of all the spirits like going through you. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I don't understand? I don't understand how spirits can have the ha- seemingly have all of the knowledge to travel through the space to the person that they're supposed to haunt or torment or, or curse or what have you, but but not enough knowledge to get her and her sister mixed up. Like, right, right. <laughs> and also, when do we when how? do we learn that in the afterlife? Do we take a class? Oh, we've had this multiple is, questions you about guys, this. I like so when badly. we die, are they like here's a class? to take That's, if you want to haunt someone it's monsters university yeah this is yeah what i'm thinking of right monsters inc yeah y'all yeah. go to school learn how to do it i just yeah. i feel like maybe i feel like what limits us to that knowledge is actually like our physical bodies like our physical brains and thinking abilities mm-hmm. with a brain so i feel like when because okay now say you believe in multiple lot like past lives living multiple lives and also like multiple realities within each life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel like whenever we come out of this life we just gain all of our knowledge back because we talk about like soul contracts that we say that we sign before we come down in each life to say like i agree to this happening i agree to learning these lessons within this life and you can't raise to be a higher power until you do learn those lessons so i'm thinking that probably when because i also sorry this is do you guys follow Hello Teffy on TikTok? Are you guys TikTok queens? No. Like, oh, Corinne's a TikToker. Yes. I, I'm bad. And you okay. know what? Yeah. I I love her. And one time I saw on social media that she was at the same place that Sabrina was at. And I freaked the fuck out. I was like, Sabrina, find her. But she was like, who? And I was like, oh, my idol. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> yeah, Teffy. Love so I don't know if you saw like two, two days ago, she was um, responding to a comment about soulmates and um she was explaining like greek belief like ancient greek beliefs on Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. soulmates and it's that each soul or being being um has four yeah yeah four four arms two arms two legs on either side so when you split in half it's your it's your your soulmate so you're only whole together and so that's why we like find these other people get four you know whatever you know what i'm saying and so 
if that's the case, then wouldn't that be the same situation for when we passed away, we go wherever we go and we merge back into our body with our soulmate and become like not all knowing obviously but like gain all of our knowledge back from each of our lives and their lives as well like it's shared with us like (laughs) when does that happen though because I'm thinking like I mean Sabrina and I I think believe in all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and and I've definitely said things in the past when I was a young creepy kid that that indicated that my mom and I were traveling souls together and that we'd been different people in our previous lives to each other one time I was the mom you know like who knows Mm -hmm. but I'm curious when you're a spirit when does that knowledge come to you because I'm just thinking like what if I pass away Mm -hmm. and then my mom dies 10 years later am I still the version of of her until she joins me am I still the version that she lived see I think with I think or am I all of a sudden all knowing I think the timeline up there it's like way different. different like it's not yeah, it's not like I don't think yeah. it's going to feel like 10 years. It's going to be like mm-hmm. you're there and your mom's also there. I well, really yeah. think it's how And it then goes. also we do have higher, higher powers that are still attached to us. They're just not currently like, you know, I don't know if you've ever yeah, done a higher right. power meditation. First off, really awesome. You learn a lot about yourself. I was going to say, I tried the Brian Weiss past life regression mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't get past the door like halfway through the meditation, but I mm. physically felt everything happening on mm-hmm. my body as I was laying there. My mom actually stayed outside of my bedroom door while I was doing it because she was so nervous that I was going to like detether from my body and, and my <sighs> soul would project. be lost. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was super, super scared that I was doing it, but we'll try. I, we'll get, we have to try it But again. I think this is incredible. It's not crazy at all because... I think kind of what we were talking about in the beginning, it is to me a little bit naive to think that there isn't more and to just like not mm-hmm. believe in all of these things. And by doing these meditations and learning more, you're you're opening yourself to, I, I feel like, more knowledge. Right. For Have sure. you guys ever read Many Lives, Many Masters? I was I was li- I was literally just about to say, are you guys readers? Because big readers. I, yeah. I haven't read that one, but I have another book um, and it's it's a guide to like uh spiritual relations like and i have a book on that and it taught me so much but what was the name of the book you just said many Many lives lives, many masters okay oh my god it's brian weiss yeah yeah he basically was a was a psychiatrist who was treating a bunch of patients and there were certain people phobia wise who he couldn't quite make a breakthrough with and he despite his own beliefs and and science thinking that it wasn't going to do anything yeah and his like colleagues he tried hypnosis and basically tapped into people's previous lives and so began all of his research and data collection into these hypnosis sessions that he had with clients who he'd worked with for years and learned all about their past lives and was able to like find evidence and whatnot that what they were saying was true i'm so excited incredible change the trajectory i'm so excited that you are doing a past life regression soon like i i know to know everything that happens i'm so excited we have to send it to you guys as soon as that happens because yes i am stoked i literally can't i can't even like i we we've had to like reschedule it 900 times so the fact that it's actually happening it's like when you get like a trip out of the group message like it's actually happening like Like, for real and i don't think morgan you've never like had a full session with susan every every session's been through me with susan oh my gosh i'm so excited for you so, are so you guys I'm really be, like, nervous. together, like sitting in a chair, like laying down and going through the hypnosis at the so same time, or do you do it separately? We're gonna do separate because um, 
I don't want either of our energies to block yeah, the other smart. ones past. Yeah, to come through. So Morgan has to be red <laughs> first. Like Morgan has to have a clearing. Um, she's oh, gonna get Reiki cleansed. Morgan, you look nervous. <laughs> I'm so flushed. nervous. Yeah, she's no, gonna. Wait, get but all Reiki is amazing. Reiki yeah. is amazing. It really does. It literally makes help. your back feel better. Like every time I'm holding something in my back that. and I think I need to go to the chiropractor, I just, I'm just so concerned of like what I might have done in a past life that like I don't really want to know you know like what if I was like an actual serial killer or something you could have been but yeah. you learned you better because you're not but one now yeah that's true that's how I feel with shadow work when people are like oh you have to be really ready to do shadow work for your own current life and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like you know what sometimes I like having blocked out and forgotten yeah. certain mm-hmm. parts of my life Feels and I'm better. not like emotionally ready yeah. to open up that wound to then heal it i'd rather just ignore it for a little while longer yeah, yeah. and then Ignorance i'll do it later on yeah Ignorance yeah yeah it's bliss. not but it feels nice carry it the is. trauma it's heavy but but i'll carry it a little longer yeah. um <laughs> all right guys. first off will you you guys didn't tell them i told you to tell them in the intro but it is your five-year anniversary today oh, it is yes. today five years of podcasting August 14 spending it with you guys that's uh, insane that's great we wouldn't want to celebrate any other way than telling ghost stories. Like, that's the perfect right. anniversary celebration. That's right. Because there's 99 problems, but a ghost is every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. single one. Every single, every single one. Even the plus one to make it 100. Well, thank you, Sabrina and well, Corinne, for joining us today. Um, you guys, you make sure us. to check. Hello? Check, check them out. Check on, them out. Two check girls, out. one ghost podcast. You're on what? All podcast platforms. Is that yeah. correct? At, everywhere. YouTube. Everywhere. Two girls, one ghost. Perfect. Yes. Two girls, one ghost. We love everywhere. That. So everywhere. You'll, you'll find us. We haunt all social media platforms. Oh, yeah. there. So. And this <laughs> is like we'll haunt your homes. So <laughs> yes, beware. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody that's listening. Um, literally one week till episode one hundred. Ah, the most requested so cases wild. of all time. We're a hundred fucking years old, y'all. So we love you. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> uh, we love you all. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Patreons, look out on your um, app because you've got some cool extra bonus shit coming to you. Including a past life regression. Yes. Love okay. ya. Bye. Bye, y'all.